Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast, episode 142. I'm Single White Medusa. And I'm Nick Cole. And we're going to talk about the insanity. The insane insanity. I know, I know. You know what? I needed to take a little bit of time because I've never seen it wilder. I've never seen it wilder. I said to you today, because we all... On this podcast, we all like to talk about how right I am all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's a joke. It's like because I uh, like people will will say they'll they'll back channel me and they'll be like, "You called this. You were right." And I'm like, "I'd really like to stop being right." Sure. Because all I say is like, "Here's the darkest thing that could happen," and then the world is like, "Guess what? We've got that on tap. Would you like that with a side of fries?" And I'm like, "Well, actually, frankly, yes, I would." Because <laughs> I like fries. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's just the appetizer. They're yeah. like, we've got but what did I more. what did I say today? I said, remember when I said that when when Trump is over, I said it for four years. When Trump is over, they when when they get the talking stick, they are gonna whip us. Yes. And today I said I was so right, I was wrong. <laughs> I know. Because like even my idea. Of how much they would whip us didn't even come close to how much they enjoy hitting us. Yeah, exactly. I like that phrase. I've never heard that before. I was so right, I was wrong. I was so <laughs> I mean, right, I was it wrong. It totally makes sense, but yeah. it sounds like it doesn't make sense. But it yeah, sounds like it doesn't it make does. sense. It does. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's, um, it's a Mokhtar yeah. haiku. What is Mokhtar again? Mokhtar are the monkey people in uh, Galaxy's Edge, and they they fight the Wobonki. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. Um, so yesterday in the Tyrus Rex serial I was working on, I decided that the Mokhtar like to write haikus. I like that. And so there, sometimes there's these nonsense phrase, and, and one guy goes, that's a Mokhtar haiku. You know, so we'll see. Maybe, maybe everybody will start writing Mokhtar haikus. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. I bet they will. I bet it'll be a new... A thing in the uh, fan club. But we could change it up and make it more fun. Not like the... I think the Chinese... The Japanese one is 575. Mm-hmm. So we could change it and make it... It could have different rules. Yeah. Or it could have no rules because they're monkey people. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe monkey people don't have rules. I could see that. Yeah. They're a little frenetic. They're a little, a little crazy. They're a little frenetic. The Mokhtar are a little crazy. <laughs> Not as crazy as the moment of now. Someone just back-channeled me as I was going to the podcast, and they said, uh, my sources are telling me that um, there is now a $1 million U.S. bounty out on Putin, uh, as advanced by a Russian oligarch. The Russian oligarchs started dying, have been dying all through Putin, but one got smoked last week, and so maybe this guy thought he was about to be on the smoking list, but... The offer of the one million U.S. is significant. Not necessarily here. It's it's more like a Doctor Evil, you know, like <laughs> one million dollars. <laughs> but if the ruple is now trading at one forty-four to one U.S. dollar, mm. then that was definitely a, an appeal to um, the guy that parks Putin's car, the mm. guy that comes in and cleans the coffee or whatever. But again. Like, does anyone really think some scumbag Russian oligarch is going to pony up on your million? No. I know, right? No. That's true. Good point. Wow, that is crazy. If you're going to smoke Putin, rifle the desk. There's probably some stuff in there that's way more th- more than a million. Yeah. That was that was a that was an offer to 
low levels. The high levels would take it for much more. Yeah. You know. Maybe there's a secret offer being circulated. Yeah. Most people don't know how much a contract killing costs in the United States. They'd actually be quite surprised. I was going to say that. Like, people will do it for so much less, as you've told me. Didn't you say it was 300? It's 300 bucks. I mean, although, let's say, that was how long ago when you were told that. Let's let's leave the details of okay not to but be I'm all just saying, arch that might be a little higher like that, because but, of inflation now yeah uh i don't think so actually i think it's probably i think it's probably 250 in a packet full of fentanyl Woo. yeah now this is low level stuff like that's that's not like in the movies because yeah. the movie shit never happens yeah but it's it it's um you know i don't know you know now that now that i know how much the cia is involved with your your local gang it probably is you know it's probably it's probably five now it's probably five yeah. but it's probably it's probably a three cash and then some assets mm-hmm. that the cia will provide you but now i realize like i always thought it was odd like you know 300 just to whack some nobody why would anyone why would anyone you know need need that done i mean most people who say want to get rid of a spouse or a business partner they're gonna fall for the craigslist trap and then they're going to get taken either by the fbi or by some like private detective con man who's going to try to milk them for five to ten fifteen thousand dollars when really the going rate is 300 bucks on the street yeah wow i mean like i'm so surprised anyone would risk that for it's no risk like well the risk of going to jail for the rest of your life like just for that depends on who you're working for but if you are working for the cia there isn't much risk of going to jail (laughs) that's true you know (laughs) good point they're just gonna be all gang violence again but also the people in these gangs know that jail is just a part of life yeah you know so you're gonna go to jail for something but you know that's why they're so valuable for the cia to use because they're not as afraid of jail as you get you get street cred in jail yeah you know yeah i did my nickel (laughs) <laughs> exactly got my teardrop tattoos and everything boy wouldn't that be great if we could get a no. set of matching couples teardrop tattoos no it'd be horrible <laughs> not happening um so it's it's insane and i and i needed to take time to kind of analyze what's happening but as some people are pointing out things kind of don't make sense yeah a lot of people are saying that like I mean, I've mainly heard it from you, and you're hearing it a lot on the internet. And then um, I even saw, like, a Glenn Beck uh, YouTube video kind of with that same title, so we watched that, too. And I'm like, oh, he's... <laughs> I don't want to say he's more mainstream than who you hear from on the internet, but a little bit more. I mean, he's still very right-wing, but... Well, we listened to his thing today, and he said, oh, I was for all these things last week, and then I began to add things up, and so mm-hmm. you can go over and catch that, or just, you know, I, I know people have objections to Glenn Beck. I, I really don't listen to Glenn Beck that much, but a lot of the times that I have listened to him, I'm like, well, that's that's interesting, and, and you know, I think sometimes those things have been confirmed, but I think he just raises some interesting points, and he says what I love, if you're going to listen to something, somebody, which is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's really too much certainty. You know who knows a lot? Um, all the people that are currently screaming for nuclear war. Like, that's the thing that boggles my mind and seems insane about all of this. Is mm-hmm. Here we have this standard Russian conflict. Um, this is not new. This has been going on for quite some time. This has right. been going on since the end of the Cold War, which would be 89. 
um, they have constantly been doing this kind of thing. Now, why last week did they get upset? Well, I think we all know the reason because we're not talking about COVID this week. I think that's one reason. I think it's a big reason. I don't think it's the only reason. And what scares me is, well, this is what the time schedule says. Yeah. We're done with COVID, and now we're moving on to big war. Then Beck goes through and lists some pretty cogent points on why things don't make sense. And one of those big points is, if everybody is death on Russia, how come we're still buying oil from Russia in U.S. dollars? Um, there's a lot of shenanigans going on, especially with the uh, uh, SWIFT payments and things like that. Then the disinformation that is coming out of the Ukraine and mainly on the side of the Ukrainians has been polished and stunning and then time and time again seems to be revealed as like when people dig in and they go oh is there really a ghost of Kiev oh did this did this old lady really say this beautiful these seeds for when you are slain the sunflowers will grow up from your corpse like all these really manufactured, and, and, and I tell you, I've got a heart. I've got a. I've got a line on a person in my life that I usually can read where the temperament of the culture is, and this person is full. I don't even know how to say it, but is they they. It's having the desired effect. It's having really. the desired effect on them. And I'm not saying it's not true because, again, I'm going to shift over to Glenn Beck and say, I don't know. But I know that there's some really odd-smelling things from the tactics to the logistics to what's coming from the Russian side, from the low-level conscripts, to what seems to actually be happening as opposed to this constant barrage. Like, if you watch Twitter and stuff like that, you're given this barrage that the Ukrainians are just taking names and kicking ass with bubblegum. And that I don't think that's actually the case. When you look at the map, when you look at the advances, when you look at the things that are going on, uh, I don't think the Ukrainians are doing shit for Shinola. But we're led to believe and being told that somehow the Ukrainians are the equivalent of Mortal Kombat meets the Avengers, down to the old lady. Yeah. To zero in on like a couple of those points that you were saying that Glenn Beck mentioned, like all the Ukrainian disinformation that's like going or whatever, you know, like is he was saying it doesn't make sense because like when the U S has gone into to major wars and conflicts, yeah, that was a you big jam one. all of their yeah. communication abilities. Why would Russia not be doing that to Ukraine? Why is Russia allowing all this Ukrainian... They're allowing the Ukrainians to post all their disinfo. Right. And they could easily be Because their internet that. providers are from the Ukraine. And people figured that out. And then a guy who I... I want to like Elon Musk, but I don't like him. And one of the biggest scumbags in my life was one of his personal assistants. And I told that guy, I think that Elon Musk is a con man. And he said, oh no, you don't know how brilliant he is. I don't remember who that is. That's, that's the guy who tried to smoke me at uh, the game design company. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and he was the biggest scumbag I yeah. ever met in my life. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Again, I, I mean, if if you're coming to this podcast for a lot of answers, this is one where I don't know. But I got I got some questions, and that leads me to the next part of this discussion, which is 
all the COVID misinformation, disinformation, warning, um, we need to stop this, you know, the, the whole the whole civilization smacking down on anyone who dared ask any question, that didn't take a break from COVID. It didn't even catch its breath after, like, tons of misinformation were distributed by the CDC, by FEMA, by the President of the United States. You won't, you won't, if you get this vaccine, you won't get COVID. That's fraud right there, bro. Mm -hmm. Because I know people right now that have COVID who are vaccinated. Many. Now, you just invalidated the agreement that you made with the pharma companies because you committed fraud. Mm -hmm. You said it wouldn't, and it did. Yeah. You know, so, but... But we're not we're not talking about COVID anymore, and you don't even have to do the disinfo or anything. It's a 24/7 barrage of war. And what concerns me about that is the amount of voices that piped up that said we not only do we want war, but we want nuclear war right now, to the point that you would actually get a Huffington Post article that says, um, "Could a limited nuclear war be good for the environment?" Yeah. That is absolute insanity i know but i literally have people that i think read my books and are, are nice and and seem relatively sane and smart saying deranged things deranged things about europe's ability to challenge russia and i want to say bro you don't understand one of your countries is down to three days munitions your other country didn't maintain its military you're not anywhere, even Russia on its worst day can roll you. But we're being taught that somehow the Ukraine and a group of people who don't have a pot to piss in could do something. And at the same time, we're watching the left say, oh, isn't it great that the government is giving civilians automatic weapons? Isn't it great that the governments of the world are defending this sovereign border? Yeah, isn't that the opposite of everything I have in my daily life? Mm -hmm. I'm overrun by Mexicans and Latin Americans and South Americans and Nigerians and everybody who just decided they wanted to walk across the the border and crap up my country. Um, I have to go through tons of paperwork and be treated like a criminal for wanting to own the most basic and almost like lack of function firearms in the entire world. But they're literally apparently dropping off crates in the street of AKMs and AK-47s and launchers. And anybody who wants a weapon can have one. And I see literally purple hair liberals who who banged on the Supreme Court doors about Kavanaugh and, and said it was the death of freedom on Gorsuch. And said that Amy Coney Barrett was some, court, some, some sort of modern day Ava Braun. Now just rejoicing. That grandma in the Ukraine has her own AKM. I know. It's insane. It's so hypocritical. It's like it doesn't match up and it's like they don't even realize it or care. Or is it more than that, do you think? Again, I just I just have questions here. But the, the questions are stunning because the level of disinformation is unbelievable to me. Like, and, and again, I don't know what's going on. These things might actually be going on in the Ukraine. But there have been enough times that these Ukrainian videos have been proven to be fake. Or someone says, uh, they gave guns to the prisoners they released from jail. The prisoners are going around shooting up civilians because they hate the Ukraine. Wow. Like, no one knows, but, but what we are being told by the worst possible people, Eric Solwell, um, Lindsey Graham, uh, Mitch McConnell, 
Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and oh, and and the grand beast of all, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. She comes out, and it and it may be about a lot of things. It may be about trying to flip the narrative on COVID, and it may be about um, trying to get to a new world order. Which there's a video of a chick in the Ukraine saying, "We don't just fight for Ukraine. We fight for this new world order." And that's an MP. Yeah. Which I guess. Isn't that the same as like a senator or a congressman? Basically, yeah. effectively. And then some like Leb- some Muslim chick tries to come out and says, "In when you are an immigrant, this is how you refer to democracy as new world order." I'm like, what? The lie. No. They're just the bald-faced lies that they tell. So I could think it was about those things, but it might be more about, and it might be a mean, stupid little game. That would surprise the hell out of you. It might not be about the big grand experiment. It might not be about uh, the world ganging up on Russia to divvy it up. I don't know. It might not be about those things. Here and 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 to me, like, if our governments kind of came to us and said, "Yeah, we got China in on it, and we flipped on Russia, and we decided," because I'll tell you, here here's a big thing. A lot of your internet problems. And a lot of the crap that goes on in your life comes from Russia. They are they are a bad group of people. They are a lawless bunch of criminals. You know, that's that's what happens when you have 70 years of godless atheism and then you turn the state into a narco state, a narco oil state that's ruled by a bunch of people who ripped everybody off and now live like rap, rap stars. You know, like just Russia is a garbage level society. It's a terrible place. They're awful people. I feel bad for them. I think I think they're good Russians, blah blah blah. But they have a they have an awful culture. The world would be better off without Russia. Okay. So if anybody's jumping in to call one of someone who they think that publishes my books or whatever to say, Nick Cole is pro Putin. Not on any fucking day am I pro Putin. Okay. No, that guy's a scumbag. He is a KGB scumbag, and I am a cold warrior from a cold war. I would consider it awesome if someone would dome that dude. And I wouldn't mind doing it myself. The, the, but again, if you think the Ukraine are the, the white hats here, they're the biggest bunch of scumbags too. Ever heard of the Kazarian Mafia? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's in Ukraine. Only this, yeah. this past year. Do you know how much child porn comes out of the Ukraine? Big time. Wow. You know who, who does a lot of really shady business deals in the Ukraine? Biden's. Bidens, Clintons, oh, Clintons yeah. but all of them, all yeah. of them. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it, it might be more left trending. Maybe, maybe our side, oh, I don't even have a side anymore. Maybe the Republicans do more oil deals with the Bushes out of scumbaggery Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they're all in on in the Ukraine. The, the Ukraine is a giant clearing house for scumbaggery and dark shit. These average Ukrainians on the ground, sunflower seed lady, uh, the average Ukrainian, they're probably nice people. They're probably great people. I, don't, I only know one person that really had any kind of experience with the Ukraine. And and, and they just said, everybody's drunk. Mm. And winter's like six months. Ooh, that's brutal. They didn't like it. Um, but they didn't know anything. Um, but, but there is a record. I mean, like, honestly, if Russia and the Ukraine croaked each other, the world would be a better place. It would literally be the Kissinger solution. You know, hmm. when when he said, you know, when Iraq and Iran were fighting each other and he said, it's a shame both can't annihilate each other. Yeah. Like, really, it, it is a shame. It is a shame. I mean, 
Russia is a problem to the world, especially in cyber corruption. Yeah. Uh, the Ukraine is a problem to the United States because the amount of offshore corruption our vaunted public servants who serve us perform there. Hunter Biden, which libs will look at you and say, that's that's unproven. That's totally unfounded. Little Hunter never did those things. He's a good little boy. No, he wasn't kicked out of the Navy with an immediate promotion to major, which I think they call lieutenant commander or something like that, for cocaine. No, no, no. He was he was on a secret mission. Yeah, sure he was. Um, so I don't think that there's any good people here. But here comes... So I was, I was working towards a point, which is maybe it's not about the new world order and maybe it's not about like everybody getting together and croaking Russia and I think I was going to make that sub point the sub point is a little drink of an almond delay the sub point is if Joe Biden and Kamala and Boris Johnson and Ping Winnie the Pooh over there in uh, China like like a, like a week after they croaked Russia they said you know what we all got together and we smoked Russia I would actually say good job you outsmarted us, and I get the deception. Maybe you needed to go to all these shenanigans, but Russia is a place of scumbaggery that is hardest on its peasants, its people. It is an awful place. It literally still has a medieval society um, within recent modern history and for all intents and purposes now, and, and maybe smoking the Russian oligarchy and hierarchy might be a great way for those people to have some good old-fashioned American freedom, and I would totally 100% support that. But I don't think that's going to happen. What I think this is about, and I think that this will shock you, and so I said I didn't have any answers, but I have a guess. Mm. And I think, and it's it's a mean little guess. This is like a stupid thing. There's no, there's no grand plan here. There's no, like, I wish it were bigger. It's so mean and so stupid that what they're doing now, and if people really are dying. And I have a theory that, that the Russian soldiers who are actually fighting – if it, if it is the amount and level of Ukrainian victory, I think they thought they were on a training exercise. Whoa. Just no one told them that there were going to be live rounds. So I don't know. Wouldn't they have like figured that out by now, though? Like, if that was the case? Yeah, I think you're going to figure stuff out when Olaf and the lead vehicle gets blown up and uh, the Ukrainian guys are starting to go around and smoke, smoke everybody convoy to convoy. So... I don't think it's about anything grand. I don't think it's about anything big. And, and I really wish it were. I really, like, there's a part of me that wishes it was the grand alliance to smoke Russia. And again, I've said it before on social media. I think this is, people, like, get to the point. I know, I keep circling around because I've really been thinking about this for a few days in our time off. And, I, and I'm not, I just wanted to ask more questions and get involved with everybody and see what we have to say. But... Why don't you just stare at me, guy? He might be, maybe he's guarding the art truck. I don't know, because otherwise it is weird. <laughs> he's guarding the art truck. Maybe he's going to rip the art truck off. <laughs> um, or it's deep state. It's deep state. <laughs> it's deep state. Um, it's nothing so grand as that. I wish it was the grand, and I've said that several times, but here's what I think it is, and I think Hill Dog gave it away the other day. What Hill Dog said was... It was something to the effect of, now that we see what a bad guy Putin is, we need to shut down this kind of harmful rhetoric in our country. Well. 
And that told you everything right there that this might just be a mean little plan to complete the identification of Russia, 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 Russian hookers, Trump is a Russian agent, all this kind of stuff, to look at how bad Putin is. He's awful. And and you're seeing seeing verbatim the things that were said about Trump are being said about Putin. Mm -hmm. Oh, he looks ill. He looks serious. Oh, things are bad. He's on the ropes. The walls are closing in. You don't know what's true, but I can tell you what I'm pretty sure is true. No one knows shit about Putin. Like, that dude is more surrounded and has a better architecture of security than even the president of the United States. Um, where was I at? (laughs) We had to pause it because something happened with the phone. Um... It was you were that talking, good. Yeah. <laughs> it was that good. But basically saying that if, if it really is about uh, just Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You were saying, like, I don't want to. You like that quote. I don't want to live in a country. Yeah. That you where, can't ask the questions. Yeah. And uh, I can't believe we're back to that over a new issue. So it it, it seamlessly moved from COVID which was collapsing because I think honestly because of the Joe Rogan interview mm-hmm. that went off like a like a thermobaric weapon. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. We have the smart kids in the room. We're told. Remember Jen Psaki? The adults are in charge now, and everything like that. Well, the adults managed to move all of our military equipment from Afghanistan into the hands of Iran, which is where it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they managed to humiliate the United States and make us look weak. They've managed to... um, We're in hyperinflation now, whether anybody knows it or not. They've managed to create a supply chain problem, and now it seems that they're on the verge of not just World War III, but toe-to-toe nuclear combat. And what scares the hell out of me is that the smart kids think they can control that. Like, and that they're they're seeding these articles saying, oh, if we just, maybe we have one nuclear exchange over here in this little place that doesn't bother anybody. And then we use that as a big crisis, crisis, excuse me, to say, oh, look, nuclear weapons were used. We need to declare them. Whatever it is that they're going to do to hurt all of us, it's going to be for them to get control. But what scares the hell out of me is that these are idiots who think that you might be able to toss around one to 10 nuclear weapons and then use that as enough of a crisis to justify how things work. Except most people don't know that some of the major nuclear weapon systems now run via algorithm. Hmm. That computer might, that AI, might make a decision to try to save the United States and go with everything if it detects the right launch patterns. Putin might just say, F it, and go with everything. Iraq, uh, I mean, not not Iraq, um, Pakistan and India might just go ahead and exchange right there because they're dying to kill each other. And there are other people and other computer systems that might freak out and one to five nuclear weapons might suddenly turn into a full-blown exchange. And what scares me is the people who've so far managed to screw up at everything think that they're in control of this out-of-control grease fire in a greasy spoon kitchen and thinking that there's somehow there's there's an endgame to this where they win except if they think that they can pull all of these maneuvers and pull the wool over us and again... I will posit that they may actually fake a nuclear war. And it's very easy to fake a nuclear war and and claim that a lot of stuff has been done. 
But if they're so convinced that they're going to win and get it right, then why did they build all the doomsday bunkers for them and them alone? Mm -hmm. And then start putting out things about going into fallout shelters and everything like that. Do you know where there are any fallout shelters? There used to be there used to be a whole civil defense program from the 50s to the 80s about maintaining nuclear bunkers and everybody knowing how to use and access them and blah, blah, blah. The Russians sure got into it. That's what all those train stations are. They are they are nuclear bomb bunkers. And they're supposedly able to resist up to 100 megatons, though I doubt that seriously. I think those things would cave on in. But we'll see. But it's amazing how in the United States we did not continue that. No one knows where any of the civil defense air shelters are. And and now they're putting out guidelines like 10 feet of wood will protect you. <laughs> and you're like, are you kidding? Are you? It's almost like they're trying to get us killed. But the thing that scares the hell out of me is two things. The smart kids think that they can control this grease fire. And there's Hillary Clinton talking about how this incident proves the need to silence dissent within the United States. And for making those comments, that chick should literally be flung from the Empire State Building. And we should all be forced to witness it and be ashamed of it, that we allowed that person any kind of say in our culture. She is a black stain and a black mark to to literally take. People are probably dying in the Ukraine. And there she is using it again for her own bitter gain. Literally, honestly, if the United States does anything, they should fling Hillary Clinton from the Empire State Building. And we should all be ashamed that she was even an American. And we should vow never to, we should vow to drown any child that has any of those traits. Well, let's not go that far about drowning children. Hey, who would drown Hitler as a kid right now? I know. I would. I'd hold that little fucker under the water and make him gag. I know, but it's hard to prove while they're children. (laughs) So Sometimes you can tell. (laughs) Um, I find, personally, maybe I'm missing something, but I find the timing very suspicious of... The, the COVID switch to the World War Three, and what I mean is they were clearly suddenly wrapping up COVID just a little tick before this whole World War Three thing blew up. Like you said, there's, oh, it's it was almost seamless. seamless. It I mean, it's seamless. seamless, but the COVID wrap-up was already happening. Like, right before this. So, did they just have intel and they knew this was going to blow up, or... Is it all um, just manufactured or did they realize, oh, we got to wrap up COVID because it's like people are starting to get it. And then they sort of egged on this conflict, like something. But it's impossible because it wasn't like, oh, World War Three started up and then they're like, okay, let's kind of ignore COVID now and like reduce the restrictions. That happened first. The universal messaging was too on point. I think if you take the time to look and dig through articles and look at what had been moved around, like, again, we know that COVID was planned well in advance, yes. but it took it took about a year to finally find those articles where they talked about it or those meetings where they suggested it or the planning sessions and things like that. And I think that if people are allowed to dissent contrary to Hillary Clinton, you're going to find that this this was arranged. But just the seamless transfer. There wasn't a month. There wasn't six months. There wasn't a right. year. Because, again, Trump screwed the timeline. Mm-hmm. So we had to get right to this now. And and I think it was the two years of the masks creating fear and anxiety 
that now pushes a large section of the culture and many rational people that I know to not question the events in Ukraine or when they have questions to go, well, these images, these heartfelt images, these people, this suffering, these hero stories that overrides all that. I get it. I totally, I, I, I can almost fall for it myself, but there's something that doesn't pass the smell test here. I don't know what it is. I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope it's just a terrible, horrible, shitty war. But there's something that leads me to believe it isn't, and there's too many convenient factors. And when the worst people in the world come out and say, you can't ask questions, that's when you need to ask questions. And that is the podcast.